Hello and welcome into the 20th episode of Unmasked. We have hit 20. I think that makes us a legit podcast, don't you think? Is that the the mark we have to hit, 20? I'd, I'd say, right? We're like one away from being legal, but we're we're in the 20s. There's no going I back. Say, I would say it's 24 for Kobe. Okay, that's that's valid. We're going to have to do a special one for that. Yeah. Um, or 21 actually, for Ken Duncan. Yeah. Go. Or 21 for Dirk's years in the NBA. Yeah, maybe 41. Hey. Yeah. Hey, don't, don't get ahead of yourself here. All right. We've got a lot of sports to cover before then. Um, but yeah, this has been really fun. Um, we are going to try to be coming to you every week. You know, this is a little bit later than a week last week, but we love doing this. Um, if you're seeing this on YouTube, check down below. It's our um, subscribe. I guess you, it's not going to hit to subscribe, but look below the video uh, and, and subscribe or uh, email us at unmaskedpodcast1 at gmail.com or connect with us on any social media all of that good stuff is down below uh, in the details if you're listening to this on spotify congrats you're an og um we're gonna still post here and yeah we got a really exciting show so zach we um we're gonna have your friend on jake herman later you want to tell us a little bit about him jake's just an absolute beast huge huge sports fan a little bit of a washington dc homer but uh great sports analyst loves um all sports specialty i think lies in football but he announces for the hockey team at ut journalist plan to he's a, he's, a, he's an all-around beast and i'm really excited to get him on the show and he's a huge washington sports fan so we'll talk some nfl all that good stuff absolutely scenarios playoff you know we we already had the interview it was very great so i think you guys are going to enjoy it and then after that we're going to be coming to you with a a special segment that we're going to try to start um, not every time, but when we like to, called Father Figures. Um, we're going to have my dad come on and, uh, and try to identify some NBA players because that is not his strength. So uh, it should be fun. And, yeah, we got a great show. First, I want to talk about the NBA action because last time we did this, it was all about predictions. And we've now had a, a weak sample size of the NBA season. So, Zach, there are now – we're down to how many um, undefeated teams? Pacers and Hawks magic and sex land spurs were almost caps in these lists but uh yeah yes those are the so ones. you think between sex land uh in cleveland the magic and their horrible contracts the pacers and the hawks all three know who's the best team dude okay i think on paper it's the hawks but i'd say when i'm watching these games sex land looks really nice dude. what about the pacers Oh, and uh, yeah, Sabonis, of course, uh, has been playing out of his mind. Oladipo is back in all-star form. Uh, Brogdon stepped up a lot this season. Uh, but still, still, I'm, I'm going with Cleveland. Their passing game is unreal, dude. Their facilitating is, is crazy. Uh, I think they're the best passing team in the league right now, um, yeah. besides the Spurs. Um, and so I think I, I would take them as they look legit. Obviously, I don't think they're going to I don't, I don't be 72-0. and 0. But I think they're um, they're gonna have a nice, much better season. Than people were expecting. Isaac Okoro just got injured, so they're gonna end Kevin Love. Uh, Kevin Love's out three to four weeks, so um, maybe. Oh, I need to address my fantasy line at that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I wanted to talk a little bit about fantasy with you. So you're now into this whole fantasy basketball. I am someone who loves fantasy football. I don't dabble in fantasy basketball because I'm scared it's gonna ruin my love for the game. Uh, but I want to know. Uh, for all our listeners who do like fantasy basketball, Zach, what are the trends going on right now? Is the Lou, Lou Dort hype real? Who are you looking to pick up on the waiver wire? Just tell us about fantasy basketball. 
The Lou Dort hype is real. Kelvin Johnson, look for him, most improved player. I offered a trade to Noah Rubenstein, Ricky Rubio for Kelvin Johnson. He rejected that. Um, um, I mean, the, the Lou, that he looks pretty hype. He's a good waiver wire. George Hill is looking kind of nice. He might be the starting point guard for the Thunder. The Thunder players are all interesting. I picked up Darius Baisley off, off waiver wire, and he's been putting yeah. up solid numbers. Um, so those are kind of the sleeper picks, I would say. Uh, big waiver wires to pick up. Oh, and not to mention Larry Nance Jr., who I'm trying to pick up right now, but my Wi-Fi has been a little slow now that Kevin Love's out. He put up a monster first game when he sat, came in for Kevin Love. Um, Did you see what he commented to the Cavs on Twitter? Oh, yeah, the Sexland. Sex yeah, land. he's like, I'm pretty sure it's universal that we're calling them Sexland for the yeah, court name. And they're like, hilarious. you said it, not us. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, he's 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 very special um, player. Um and yeah, I mean, fantasy basketball is a good time. Everyone's scoring is very different. But uh, in my in my one league, I would talk about it later. But I have Giannis and Westbrook, which is just unfair. They are fantasy beasts, especially when you're not like I have. It's, it is an efficiency league. I realize so like field goal percentage matters, and that kind of takes away from them. But I also have Chris Middleton, Duncan Robertson, and Davis Bertans who kind of complement that, right? Yeah. So my team is just it's just unreal. You constructed that like it's an NBA roster. You got like two guys who are pretty ball dominant who can score, and then you just spread them out with shooters. I love it. It's a categories league, so you kind of have to do that. Yeah, you could be a GM. I think you should be I, the sport management major. I'm thinking about it. Um, well, the Mavs go for win number two tomorrow night against the star of Zach's fantasy team, Gordon Hayward. Uh, so just want to be on the lookout for that. A lot's going to change by the time you hear this. So all those teams may not be undefeated. I know the Raptors and or uh, the sorry, Pacers and Hawks and all them, they're playing right now. Um, also wanted to talk about the Raptors, though, because I want to talk about our, our picks from the year. I think I hit on one. Chris Boucher has averaged 17, 7.5 rebounds and 4.5 and blocks, including a 22-10-7 game at your Spurs the other night. Chris Boucher just lit them up, and he's, like, actually having a breakout season. So do you think that that, that – pick has any merit did you watch that game at all did he play well against the spurs dude he was going off uh you really did a good job calling that ahead of time um and i, I commend you for that um thank you i'm pissed i see right now that aaron minsky picked up larry nance oh. um out of all the people that could have picked up larry nance um that, that one makes me a little upset maybe you can pick up chris Boucher. Um, nah, he, he got no Rubenstein is quick to add these, these low key guys like uh. Chris Boucher, Keldon Johnson. He, he's on that waiver wire. Um, but, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, he's, he looks fired. I, I think, I think it's between him and Keldon Johnson for most improved as of right now, or Darius Garland. Darius Garland is playing out of his mind right now. Yeah. What about MPJ? That's your pick. He's 16 and six. Yeah. Solid he's playing well. I, I just think what's up. Solid stat line. Solid stat line. Yeah, I think solid. These guys are just kind of coming out of nowhere, though, I feel like. Yeah, that's um, true. Our rookie of the year picks are not that great. Um, LaMelo is only averaging 17 minutes a game. Uh, and then Malachi Flynn has played one singular minute for Toronto. I think, that, I think that could change. I have faith in Nick Nurse to pull something out of Malachi Flynn. Say someone gets injured, he comes in. I think that could be a late. I mean, look, Zion got second, and he – played 21 games last year so anything could happen zion got second right i mean yeah it's very possible um i think yeah i mean we'll we'll see uh i, I don't know if malachi 
Glenn is exactly the same caliber as Zion, but uh, really, definitely up there. San Diego uh, State love, come on, man. Yeah, I do have some love for San Diego State uh, and some hate. Um, uh, Devin Vassell, man, keep an eye out. I'm warning you, giving you a little trigger warning. He's gonna have a season. All right, uh, I will be waiting very patiently. Um, all right, well. You all do not have to wait any longer because we want to get right into our interview with Jake Herman, um, the voice of Texas hockey and a certified Washington sports and NFL expert. As you will see, we have a really great conversation with him. Uh, so if you want to hear about all the scenarios for the playoffs this weekend in the NFL, you want to hear a little bit about what Washington should rename their team, a little bit about uh, Jewish basketball on the Wizards, whatever. And we've got a lot of stuff ahead. So stay tuned and we'll be right back with Jake on Unmasked. And we're back with the Unmasked podcast featuring a very, very special guest today. My good friend and expert analyst, Jake Herman. Jake. Uh, welcome to the show. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of what you've done in the sports world? Yeah, well, so I'm I'm studying journalism and sports media. So, you know, aspiring sports broadcaster, podcaster, whatever you want to call it. And it's great to be on Unmasked. I know we've tried to make this work a few times, so glad to be here. So 20th episode. So very, uh, very big one to have you join us. So thank you for doing so. Um, we know that you are a huge Washington sports fan. So I just want to lead off because this is a, a huge week for Cowboys versus football team, uh, I guess. Uh, and, you know, we, we really need the Eagles to pull through here. Do you have, first off, any faith that if Heineke, if that's how you, you say his name, if he's starting that the Washington football team can win this weekend? No, no, I don't. Uh, the Washington, Washington is not – typically done very well in this scenario this reminds me back a couple of years ago when josh jackson started a win and you're in game for washington against philadelphia and it was just a disaster they need alex smith to be under center and they need terry mclaurin healthy i think if they're going to have a shot in this game yeah what is up with alex smith wasn't he wasn't he like 50 50 last game or something yeah so he had a calf injury that he picked up i think three weeks ago against seattle and that was what ultimately sidelined him until now. And really nothing's gone right since he's been down for that offensive unit. The defense can only do so much. I mean, San Francisco, that was where he picked up the injury, was in, was, was in Arizona right. against San Francisco. And from then on, if the defense hasn't scored two touchdowns by themselves, the football team has been pretty helpless out there. What do you also, think about saw- that? I saw you guys wave Dwayne Haskins this week. How are you feeling about that? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's tough because obviously, you know, it's 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 not a fair situation for Haskins, nor is it fair for the team. You know, you have Haskins doing stuff off the field that's sort of jeopardizing what the team is is going for this year and what Coach Rivera is trying to build, getting them towards the playoffs. Obviously, there's no quarterbacks left behind him besides Heineke, who they just signed. So for him to go out and potentially jeopardize COVID protocols, obviously, that's inexcusable. The other half is that Haskins was just drafted into the wrong situation. You know, he, he ends up on the team where Jay Gruden – the coach who needs to win now, but Haskins isn't ready. Now he needs time to develop. And all of a sudden it's just, 
he's been being put in a place where he's not going to succeed. The new coaching staff comes in. They don't really have any attachment to him. And two years later, I think he's out the door. I, I hope Haskins can come back and, and find a success story with a different team. But I just think it was never going to work for him in Washington. It was going to work at a place that didn't appreciate the way he shedded those $1 bills so fast. He's just <laughs> really good at that. I feel like Ron Rivera didn't appreciate it fully. Um, but also where's Kyle Allen? Wasn't he on the team at the very beginning of the year? Like he wasn't that bad. I feel like he's better than Heineke. They sent it, you know, he's, he's kind of in purgatory. It's, it's like all the names from the, from the team that are stuck in like lawsuit hell right now, (laughs) somewhere in there, just circulating, waiting to come back. I don't know if he's coming back. I, I, I don't think they knew the extent of his injury originally. They don't want to put him on IR, but I mean, they don't want to bring him off of IR yet because he's not ready, and I don't think he will be. Makes yeah. sense. Man, not not a great situation, though. you got to hope Alex Smith uh, is able to come back because I feel like if Alex Smith starts that game, the the football team has a, a legit shot at beating the Eagles. But if a you legit throw, shot, but Jalen Hurts is looking good. Yeah. Uh, last game, defense. he didn't look good. But, but before before that, he was looking pretty pretty good. Yeah, that's true. But the defense is miserable. Yeah. The defense is miserable. That one corner gave up like 180 yards just alone <laughs> on uh, on Sunday to the Cowboys. Oh, they kept cutting to him. It was so yeah. brutal. So sad. I, I was facing that. Michael Gallup in my fantasy championship, and I was so – I was fuming. Did you win? I, I eked it out by the skin of Alvin Kamara. I almost lost in spite of Alvin Kamara, which would have been really embarrassing. Wow. Uh, that's – yeah, I don't think a lot of people lost if they had Alvin this week. Um, that's pretty tough. Zach, how did you finish in fantasy football? We never like had fantasy football was not my not my not my thing this year. Uh, Jake actually um, um, roast me a little bit for making a trade uh, where I sent um, I sent Nick Chubb and Roethlisberger in exchange for uh, Josh Allen and Zeke. Um, maybe maybe a little little high risk trade, but um, it actually it actually worked out pretty well. It was just pretty late in the game, uh, but Josh Allen's unreal. Um, but yeah, I ended up in fifth, which is which is okay. Didn't make the playoffs though. <laughs> I feel like Josh Allen definitely put up better stats than Roethlisberger, more so than the d- disparity between Zeke and Chubb. Although maybe that was my was... argument. That was my yeah, argument. I don't know. But, uh... Zeke did tail off pretty quickly. Yeah, fair. Zeke was terrible. Maybe <laughs> our so, cowboy lenses. So bad. When just, he just got paid, dude. I, I guess that was a little bit me being a homer, right? Uh, but uh, I still think, dude, it was just the whole season I was riding Matt Ryan, and I just couldn't take it anymore, and I had to get a, a stable quarterback there. Um, and so I, was just, I just sent that trade. Um, but, yeah. On the fantasy basketball. It's okay. Yeah, facts. Yeah, my fantasy basketball team's looking nice. I don't know how I got Giannis and Russell Westbrook on my team, but it's not fair. Like, <laughs> like your team, your team is so good that I have an owner in that league. He'll remain anonymous, but he wants to sell his team. He doesn't think he has a shot. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to sell those me. Those Houston his kids, man. Those Houston kids. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's true. My team is pretty fire in fantasy basketball. I guess that's my sport of choice. Yeah, just don't make any trades. You'll be good. It's not. Oh yeah, it's true. I need to be careful with that. All right. Well, I, I like talking about Washington, uh, but I will move on because there's a pretty big wild card race in the AFC. So this is kind of crazy. There's five teams for four spots, Miami, Cleveland, Baltimore, Indy, and Tennessee. And Tennessee, right? none of the five has clinched yet. So Tennessee has to win against Houston in just to break this down real quick Easy. In, in Houston. They have to win. 
and then they're in. Then if that happens, Indy needs to win first against Jacksonville, Tank City, they're going to win. And then they need one of three teams to lose, Miami at Buffalo, Cleveland at Pittsburgh with no Roethlisberger, and Baltimore um, in Cincy. So I guess the probably the biggest um, chance for that to happen is Miami in Buffalo. Yeah. So I want to I want to see what you guys think. So out of those five teams, Miami, Cleveland, Baltimore, Indy, Tennessee, which four do you think end up making the playoffs? I think so. Obviously, one team's going to be the odd man out, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be Miami because they have a really tough game. I don't think they can beat Buffalo this week. Buffalo has looked absolutely unstoppable. In, in these recent games, and it's a division rival. I don't think Buffalo is really going to rest players, and I, I'm, I'm just not confident right now in Miami based on what I saw from them against Oakland, or rather Las Vegas. I, I pulled a John Gruden there. made the <laughs> But I'm just not confident enough in Miami to beat Buffalo, and then you look at who the other teams are playing. It's a, I think it's a good bounce-back spot for Tennessee against the Jags. They're, they're going to be able to take care of business there. Baltimore, they're probably not losing. And then Cleveland is playing Pittsburgh. What does that game mean for Pittsburgh? Is Pittsburgh going to play their starters? Is Cleveland going to have their receivers back? Those are the questions we need to answer. But as of now, I don't like Miami's chances because I don't like their chances against Buffalo. I don't think they get the help they need. Yeah, I agree with Jake. It seems pretty clear that Miami's odd man out against Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. That team is so fire. Like, I, don't, I just don't see how it can turn out any other way. Talk about winning fantasy championships. Definitely uh, those two swung some matchups last night. Um, but, yeah, I, so Ben Roethlisberger's out against Cleveland. I think Cleveland wins that game. Um, the only reason for Buffalo to play is if they want the two seed, because if they win, they would have the tiebreaker and be in the two seed instead of Pittsburgh. And we saw they already beat the Steelers at home. So, if they want that home game in the second round against Pittsburgh, then, you know, they, they should go for it. But otherwise, maybe that's a game where they rest Josh Allen. I don't know. It's unfortunate, though. Miami's had such a storybook season. Do you think they they start uh, Tua or Fitz Magic in this game? If you need oh, a one win. It's tough because every time I disagree with Brian Flores, I say, what are you doing? He ends up, you know, pulling the Magic ace out of his sleeve and getting it right. It seems like Fitzpatrick gives him a better chance just based on the eye test right now because Tua, he's just been doing this thing where he holds the ball a little bit too long and their offense, like it it makes you wonder like when Fitzpatrick comes in and all those guys are open, were they open the whole time and was Tua just missing them? I mean, I wish I was watching the game a little closer. I was flipping back and forth between Coastal Carolina and Liberty, but you know, the, based on the fact that Fitzpatrick coming in made their offense flow so much better right off the bat makes me really concerned for Tua's decision-making and confidence at this stage. And Buffalo's defense is significantly better than Las Vegas's. So I think Fitzpatrick gives them the best chance, but it's hard to argue to start Fitzpatrick here because are the Dolphins really contenders this season? Are they trying to win now? Or are they trying to develop their young quarterback? Fitzpatrick is probably not going to be on that roster next year. And so it's really a calculated risk to, to, to roll the dice with Tua because how important is the 2020 playoff season to you if you're a Miami Dolphins fan? I think it's pretty important to that. Uh, I, I, we'll talk about this later when we talk about Coach of the Year, but Brian Flores has done a great job, and they're looking at they, – they've only had one playoff win since Dan Marino, 
And wow. I think if you're the if you're the fans right now, you're like, any way you can give it to me, I want to be in the playoffs. I want to be contending. And it's like, yeah, is the future. He could be better. He probably will be better. But right now, like Ryan Fitzpatrick can go in and, and win that game. Uh, yeah. From this season. I'd say he's a safer option. But yeah, in terms of long term potential, obviously two is two is the answer, right? And also isn't Fitzpatrick he was on the Bills before. So yeah. it's the, I mean he's he's been everywhere, so it's not really fair to call it a revenge game, but I mean, there's some good storylines there. Fitzpatrick is the kind of guy that I think gives him a better chance to win this game than than Tua. Have we looked into that? Do you think that's why he's been playing so well is because every week's a revenge game for him and he just goes in with that mentality and he can just perform? I don't know. Well, it's, it could be, you know, if, even if he wasn't on that team, it's against maybe an old division rival that he used to be, uh, used right. to be, was in bad blood against. I don't, I, I haven't looked into that, but it does, doesn't he have one of the best week 17 records in the NFL? Yeah. Fitzpatrick. I wish I had the number off the top of my head, but every year people say, oh, don't bet against Ryan Fitzpatrick week 17. Well, he went into New England last year, week 17, and they needed a win to get the bye. And he beat them, and they had to play round one and lost to the Titans at home. Okay. So that's why he literally like crazy. ended the Tom Brady era single handedly. Um, but Ryan, yeah. Fitz, all thanks to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Fitz magic, baby. <laughs> it's magic. But yeah. yeah, I don't think you throw Tua in there. I mean, Tua was at one point ten for thirteen for forty yards in in that game against Oakland or Las Vegas. Huh. So it's like four yards of uh, completion. I don't. I mean. You said, like, you know, you don't know if, if guys are running wide open for him, too. Like, I don't even think he cares. I think he's just going for the safe route. He wants – he's so protective. And in a game where you need a win, I don't think you can do that against both the Buffalo Bills. I agree. Either way, they're going to have to run the ball really well to win that game. And the Bills are, are pretty stout against the run. They made adjustments pretty quickly against New England last night and were able to stifle that running game, even though that was really all the Patriots wanted to do. Now, obviously, you have to respect the pass a little bit more against Miami, but – not if they can't go downfield. I mean, you don't have Devontae Parker, and Tua hasn't been able to get it to Gesicki with any kind of consistency, with the exception of, you know, trash time in that Kansas City game. And so I just worry that Miami is not going to be able to keep up with, uh, with Buffalo and the way they can score so quickly. Yeah, definitely a valid concern. Um, I know we talked about Washington a little bit earlier, but I do want to talk about the NFC East and make some final predictions because aside from that AFC wild card, this is probably the – somehow most intriguing thing about week 17. So the Giants are right on the cusp of winning the division here. If they win uh, against the Cowboys and the Washington football team loses in Philly, the six and 10 Giants would be the worst team to ever make the playoffs in the NFL in NFL history. Not misleading at all. They'd be the, the worst team on the field and on paper. Yeah, this is yeah. pretty remarkable. I mean, honestly, dude, whatever team makes out of this division is the worst team. Like, they, I mean, maybe not statistically, but like these, it's just such a terrible division. None of these teams deserve to make the playoffs. It's, it's actually sad. Put Cincinnati okay. in. Just put, just put Cincinnati in the playoffs. <laughs> Cincinnati. How about this one? How about this stat? The Giants win, and, and Washington loses. They make the playoffs. You get that. They win the division. Now, if the Bengals, Texans, Broncos win, and the Giants lose – the Giants get the number three pick in the NFL draft. Wow. That's the disparity in the potential results for this weekend for the Giants. Number three pick or hosting a first-round playoff game. <laughs> and, and getting – But what if Tom Brady has to go into the Meadowlands for that game? I love it. I love it. That's going to be – if the Giants get to play Tom Brady one more time in the playoffs, can you imagine? 
I mean, I do you guys know any obnoxious Giants fans? Because I do, and they would go nuts. Too they many. These irrational thoughts, like, oh, we own Tom Brady. <laughs> it's far too high a proportion of Giants fans that would <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. Uh, I don't think they're gonna win though. I have some some faith in Andy Dalton, the red rifle going up into the middle. The red of rifle. Um all right, Jake, what do you think? Because we're biased Cowboys fans, although you're a pretty biased Washington fan, but I do want to hear. Look, I, I think, obviously, my prediction is known. If Alex Smith doesn't play, Washington is dead in the rights. So if he plays, anything can happen. If he doesn't play, it comes down to the Dallas versus New York game. And just, I don't know if it's going to be recency bias talking here or, or whatever, but Dallas looks so much friskier than New York right now. They, they, they just do because they have better playmakers and all of a sudden they're tackling people. When the Cowboys can make a tackle in space, the defense goes from historically bad to just below average. And so if they can keep that going, which they should be able to against the playmakers of the Giants, which have not been special this year, just calling a spade a spade, I think Dallas should be able to win this game. But I think because it's in New York, because Andy Dalton hasn't been as good on the road as he's been at home, I don't know. It, it, it's one of those games where Dallas could go behind 14, nothing. And that could be it. I, I don't think, I don't really have faith in Andy Dalton to, to overcome any kind of crazy deficit here, but if Dallas can control it from the start, they should be okay. Yeah, I agree. And if Zeke Elliott plays like he did and he still is eating, like he's been eating the last couple of weeks um, and plays like the guy that Zach traded for, <laughs> yeah, I, I can see some world where we control the clock. My problem is Andy Dalton does his job and everything's fine. And then Jason Garrett has one more blow to the Cowboys and just runs some trick play and our defense collapses and we lose the game. But, but to who? To, to, to Wayne Gallman? To Darius yeah. Slayton? <laughs> to Darius Slayton. To, to one of their, uh, yeah, no-name receivers. No, I, I know. I just feel like it's a very Jason Garrett move to screw the Cowboys one last time mm-hmm. on the way out the door. Uh, but, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like um, the Cowboys are in position here to win the division, but I just don't want to jump to any conclusions. I'm too scared. They've, they've burned us too many times this year. I never – yeah, I can never have faith in the Cowboys. No. I will say the Giants are good against the run. So they're going to need Andy Dalton to make some big throws, some big third down throws to, to win that game. And we have the receiving core to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's very possible. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. I'm looking for a big game from CD lamb in that one for Dallas. ZD lamb. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Gallup. If you're the opportunity e- for your fantasy team name, Zach. Yeah. Next year. Oh, that's so true. Next year, that I got to draft Stevie just for the name. Um, in my, in my, you, oh, you'll like this, Jake. In my, uh, in my basketball league with the last round pick, I got Denny of Diha. So my team is go. Denny of Diha, but like two ends. Welcome to Denny's. <laughs> so as a as a Washington Jew, is that like your sports hero now? Is it <laughs> your savior? Uh I I'd like it to be Russell Westbrook. I mean. <laughs> But, but I don't know if we're going to get that far. Yeah, I, I love it. He's bringing, he's bringing some of the culture to the team. And, you know, they're, they're 0-3. It's, it's not a great start. I know I don't want to get too far off topic here. But I think Denny could be a great scorer and, and great name. And obviously, great to see another, uh, another Jew succeeding in D.C. Absolutely. Max Scherzer right now is in a, is in a high and far away first place. 
He's yeah. a tall, tall task to, to catch up to. That's true. Yeah. I just loved him singing Yom Huaret Sameach in the, in, in the huddle there in practice. Just seeing Westbrook get into it like that, that was, uh, that was worth all of uh, Westbrook's all into that. everything. Yeah, he is. Westbrook is a, is a high usage rate on the Hebrew words there, but not a lot of correct names. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit like his play. <laughs> yeah, facts. I could see Robin Lopez secretly being Jewish. <laughs> like having converted i could just see him like <laughs> being uh coming out and being like oh danny my brother like we're he's got the hair finally- he's, got he's the trying hair. to fit that hair under like a like a yarmulke <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be really funny um i also wanted to get one last washington opinion on you before we go into the awards we talked a lot about washington football team do you have any better name suggestions for next year that you want to throw out and put on the record Okay, so they might stick with football team, which is not yeah. ideal. If you're going to do that, football <laughs> club, Washington FC, make it happen. DC That's United, cooler. Washington FC, go hand in hand. But I have always been in favor of the Red Tails. Now, I don't know what the legal yes. status is of the name, but you're honoring the Tuskegee Airmen. Right. Red Tails rolls off the tongue. It, it's frankly, it's just badass. You can put aviators in the team imagery, the team logos. You get fans wearing aviators like Joe Gibbs used to, like the pilots used to. And you don't have to change your color scheme at all. That's true. Dude, this is the rant I went on when I first changed the name. I don't know if you remember that, Jordan, but we were talking about yeah. it. I literally said the Red Tails. That was, uh, I do remember you saying that. Yeah. That's my favorite. I think Red Wolves is kind of tacky. Or Red Hawks, that's like a college mascot. I, yeah, I, I would yeah. go Red Tails or Washington Football Club. Sign yeah. message. Football Club sounds nice. Would the soccer community misty. get mad, though, if you were the football club? Well, I mean, I think, frankly, the D.C. United, they have a great supporter group. I don't think they would be mad because D.C. United has a strong enough tradition. It's been there long enough. It has so much of a better relationship with its fans than Washington Football does. So I don't even think that's, you know, part of the equation. I think it's yeah. okay either way. I, I think anything, the football team, <sighs> come on. Yeah, that's pretty rough. I just don't – and, like, I don't know why they would keep it. Like, why – are this just, like, a big, like, middle finger to the rest of the NFL? Like, you you made us change it. We're not going to – we're, we're going to do the most generic thing possible and just keep it that way? This is yet another subplot to the game coming up this, this Sunday night uh, because – some fans are afraid that if they win, we're looking at a decade of the football team. Because <laughs> it's, oh, we, chip, we turned the culture around. We, we forgot about all the negative press we got during the pandemic. This is a playoff team under Ron Rivera. This is the football team. None of us oh. want that. That golden W. It just did it. It did it for the team. We turned it around. Yeah, that'd but be the one that I can type on Microsoft Word? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be Ugh. tough. Sorry, that's, that's, some, that's some bitterness coming out at the team. I'm not happy with the, the Haskins situation and, and some, of the, some of the lunacy going on off the field because I just want this team to succeed. It is one of the best young defenses in football. And it's hey, going at least Gibson, like Gibson looks good. Yeah, and Gibson's great. They've been doing really well in the draft for the last two years with the exception of, of Haskins. Yeah, that's a big exception, but yeah. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> Well, we can talk about some better quarterbacks then if you want, uh, because I want to get your opinion on the MVP race that's kind of heating up. Um, Mahomes was running away with it for the majority of the season. I'd say now Rodgers is in the lead. I think he was the betting favorite this morning. So Is he in the lead? Yeah, I 
I this morning he's Rogers is now the betting favorite, but Mahomes had it since mid October, I think they said. So it's shifting a little bit. So if you guys had to pick right now, you go Mahomes or Rogers. Give me Rogers. <laughs> Give me Rogers, and I'll tell you why, Jordan. I'll tell Let's you hear why, it. Jake. So first of all, Rogers has more touchdowns than Mahomes. Like that's just like a very basic stat, right? Has more touchdowns. Well, a couple less wins, but they're both what number one seed. <laughs> Um, and I mean, both he has the highest QBR in the league, Rogers does, and second, oh, second highest in the league after this week. He's second, Russell Wilson, Uh, number one, okay, second highest in the league right now, uh, top five highest all time, um, from what I was looking at. Um, and he has less interceptions than Mahomes, and the only reason, and he has a lower EPA, but that's only because, uh, that that like week four loss in Tampa that was pretty bad, but like. And like a lot of those, a lot of these like analysts like point to that as like a big reason why um, home should get it over Rogers because that one week four loss it was kind of tough. But I, I don't think you can come to like go to one early game and say, oh, this is why Rogers is what worse player than Mahomes. I go, I go Rogers, and and that's ironic because in the beginning of the season, I don't know, I don't know if you remember, but I called Rogers being a bust in fantasy this season. <laughs> I, boy, was I wrong. Um, I'm sorry, you were right. He's. I was thinking of completion percentage. He's second in that. He is first at QBR. Patrick Mahomes is second. You're right. Shouldn't shouldn't have doubted you. My bad. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Zach. What could Mahomes do better to earn your MVP vote? What could he, I mean? Honestly, um, that's a great question, Jake. Um, I mean, <laughs> I could throw that back at you and say, what could Mahomes? I mean, what could Rogers do better? Well, for me, for me, it's Mahomes because. His team has a better record. He's thrown for more yards. He's a more dynamic player. I don't think Aaron Rodgers can make some of the plays that Patrick Mahomes can make. So I guess that's the eye test in a way. And I think we're just going to look like idiots if we don't give it to Mahomes. Because oh. the, 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 Chiefs, the Chiefs have lost one game, and Mahomes was actually very good in that game. It was not his fault at all. The Packers have three losses. Rodgers was not good in those games. And so if you're looking for ways to classify your, your vote, I mean, yes, Mahomes has looked, he didn't look so great against Atlanta this week, but I, I would throw that back and say, how can you use the one game to, to work against him? I, but I would say like the late games are more, hold more weight than the early games, especially in the MVP conversation, because it's media people who vote for the MVP. That's true. I mean, who do, who do you think has better weapons of the two? It's really it's kind of a talk. I feel like it kind of, they kind of cancel each other out. Yeah, it's kind of a toss-up between I, weapons. I would, go, I would go Mahomes has better weapons for sure. Just This is part of my argument for Rodgers. I want to I wanna retort some of this because I, I'm a big Rodgers guy. So he's torched the Cowboys so much. So this is, uh, this, is, this is the rounds that these weapons were selected in. Ready? We've got Claude Edwards-Alaire, who's obviously not playing right this second, but first-round pick. You have Nicole Hardman, who was a second-round pick. You have Sammy Watkins, who was a first-round pick. And you have Travis Kelsey, who was a third-round pick. The only third round pick is Devontae Adams on the, on the Packers. I get that. Whatever. He's amazing. But Lazard and Tanyan are undrafted. Okay. Aaron Jones and Marquez Valdez Scantling are both fifth round picks. They Rogers, the, get this. He has 408 total touchdowns on his career. Four of them are to first round picks out of 408. And those four are all to Mercedes Lewis, the 36 year old tight end wow. over the last two years. So before Mercedes Lewis came to the team in 2018, Rodgers had zero touchdowns to first-round picks. He That's does not crazy. get any help ever, and he has put this team on his back. He is 
no, undoubtedly has the higher legacy here with two MVPs already. I think it would complete a career that honestly could be rivaled with Tom Brady if he can win a couple more rings. And I, I just think we deserve it. Aaron Rodgers, a 44 to five touchdown interception ratio. He's tops in touchdowns, tops in interceptions among qualified guys. He is first in QBR. I just like, I don't know what more with no weapons he could do. Like, this is crazy. I wouldn't say with no weapons, but there were a couple of games that Devonte Adams, uh, Aaron Jones has had a great season. Um, but still, still, I agree with you, Jordan. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the man. The beast. And their defense is horrible. Like, horrible. They gave up 30-something. They gave up, like, what was it? 200-something yards and four touchdowns to Dalvin Cook. And, like, that's their worst loss on the season was to the Vikings. And I don't know. I mean, when he goes in and he beats New Orleans and he obliterates Tennessee, like, that says it. To me, it was even until this week. And then Mahomes just throwing up a dud against Atlanta for his final game of the season. Like, he's not starting this weekend. And Aaron Rodgers on Sunday Night Football just torching Tennessee when they need a playoff spot. Um, that's that's my MVP. But well, hold on, 20, 24 of forty four is his worst completion to uh, attempts ratio that he's had all season. But two hundred seventy eight yards, two touchdowns, one interception, didn't take a sack. I don't know if that's a dud for him for an MVP standard though. If you're competing and you you throw up seventeen points against Atlanta and you throw he had that was a really bad interception but then they they like don't convert on fourth downs they just looked miserable for a team that needed to I mean they win there and like if he has a statement win I think he runs away with it I think it was his to lose and I just think Rodgers went out and won a division in a conference in a year where he did not have his best team I will say Kansas City has let some teams hang around in games this year where they haven't maybe put teams away. Whereas Rogers, sometimes when Green Bay has been ahead this year, they just keep on going. Not only do they keep on going, they keep on passing, especially in the red zone. I mean, Rogers had a lot of short TD passes this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, which, which inflates that stat a little bit. I mean, I, I would point to the fact that Mahomes has more passing yards and more rushing yards than Aaron Rodgers this season. I think Mahomes is more important to the Chiefs than maybe Rodgers is to the Packers. And that's controversial, but I, I don't I don't know if if uh, if Green Bay brings in another quarterback, say say a Ben Roethlisberger, I think that team is still okay. Do you think the Chiefs are as good with with Aaron Rodgers as they are with Patrick Mahomes with the way that that offense runs? I know it's a system based question, but still, that's a good question. Um, I mean, you I mean you have the best tight end in the league there, Travis Kelsey, one of the best receivers. Um, and then, I mean, the running game, Hilaire looks like he's going to be a future run, a running back for the future. He's already playing really well. I would say, uh, do you think, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> it's or, tough. They, they both, they definitely both deserve it. They both deserve it. But to me, the, the team's success is, is a big factor. Mahomes did not cost the Chiefs a single game this season. Rodgers was downright terrible in Tampa Bay. Right. I mean, that's, oh man. He did, yeah. He had a bad game, but I would, okay. So I agree on the short touchdown thing. Rogers is the king of the one yard touchdown. They just, they give a play action roll to throw it to Tanya. And like, that's yeah. But I think that Rogers is more important to the Packers. And I, I, I do the Jameis test. If you put Jameis Winston on both teams, who, who's the better team? I'd say Kansas city. I'd say you put him on a team that just won a super bowl with a defense. That's somewhat proven with weapons like Tyreek Hill and Michael Hardman and Demarcus Robinson and Sammy Watkins and Tyreek and uh, Travis Kelsey and Clyde and Le'Veon Bell. 
I mean, like that's Le'Veon Bell. Jameis is gonna Jameis is gonna put up average stats. He's like literally the most average quarterback ever. Like he'll throw your interceptions and he'll throw your touchdowns. If you put him on Green Bay, it's like, yeah, let's throw to Equinemius St. Brown and undrafted Aaron Laz- or uh, Alan Lazard and Devontae Adams and like make something out of it. And I just think that like when you do that, it puts way more pressure on the quarterback in a, in a place like Green Bay where they're not as many weapons. Like that quarterback has to be really accurate. And I think he would struggle a lot. And I think that Kansas City is just a system that's built for a great offense. I think Patrick Mahomes is amazing and he deserves it. But I just think Aaron Rodgers is this year proven he's the most valuable player to his team. Yeah, I, I will throw back that, that first of all, Tyreek Hill was a fifth round pick. Yeah. Uh, not to, you know, use that as the one example. Uh, the other thing is that Green Bay runs the ball significantly better than Kansas City. Um, and that's and that's another factor that should be considered in this. In, in going in Mahomes' favor. Kansas City hasn't been able to establish the run consistently this season without Damian Williams and for parts of last season too. Um, but the growth for Mahomes is, is just amazing. I don't even think it's fair to say that saying you picked Mahomes for MVP, oh, that's biased. That's, that's just based on last year's playoffs. The growth this year is even better than you could have imagined. And so I, I just think it, I think he should win because I, I think Kansas City is going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know if we're picking the Super Bowl on this podcast or yeah, not. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I won't hold it up anymore then. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, I think this is going to be a great battle. I really think both deserve it. I just really love Aaron Rodgers. I think his, when you look like at his Wikipedia page, I love to scroll through and just see. I think he's a little barren on his uh, award section there. He deserves a little bit more love because um, he's going to go down as a great quarterback. but Not Jordan Love either. Yeah, not Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, next one is a, also a fun one. Offensive Rookie of the Year. I just picked a couple of these I think are a little contentious. So, all right, we think Battle of the Justins here. Herbert or Jefferson? Or Gotta go, oh, Herbert. Roy. Really? Yeah. Jake, what about you? This is tough. This is tough. It's, it's, probably, it's probably Herbert for me. It's probably Herbert for me, too. All right, can I... Can I um, lay out the case for Justin Jefferson and then you guys can drill me on, on why it's Herbert? Because I, I think Jefferson, top 10 in yards among all receivers, first among rookies. He's on a better team, and he outplayed one of the most talented rookie wide receiver classes ever. You ready for this one? CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Michael Pittman, LaVisca Chenault, your boy Zach. Yeah. Darnell Mooney, you, list goes on here. There's so many rookie wide receivers, and Jefferson just obliterated them. He has almost 1,300 yards and seven touchdowns. I mean, it's it's crazy. And Herbert is done great, but I mean, he's 28 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Like, yeah, that's great because the rookie quarterbacks were horrible this year. You know, I don't know. It's, it's my thinking. Herbert Herbert has a cannon, though. I mean, he he is he is really showing that he can be a Josh Allen type of player, I think, within a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, that man can throw the ball. Like, it's crazy. (laughs) Get it down the field. Uh, He's really been able to make something out of, like, a very otherwise lackluster offense, and I just think he really stood out. I I thought Joe Burrow was going to be the end. He still can be. But um, this year, I'd have to go Herbert. In fairness, though, the award is not about – I know I just talked about the future. The award is not about the future. The award is about this year. So that would definitely work in Jefferson's favor. You know, you could use what I said and apply it right to Justin Jefferson. Plus, he's such a great dancer, like his end zone celebrations. <laughs> I just love it. Like, he's, he's so – but the media well, now loves you're snubbing Deontay Johnson. 
No, yeah. <laughs> and Juju, that whole wide receiver. The Steelers are so annoying. <laughs> um, all right. What about coach of the year? We got I got three options for you. And if there's another one that comes to mind, please enter into the conversation. I'm thinking Kevin Stefanski of the Browns, Brian Flores of the Dolphins, or Sean McDermott of the Bills. So I I personally like Brian Flores. Um I, I think all three of these guys deserve it, but what are your what are your thoughts? Browns, Dolphins, Bills. Who gets coach of the year? McDermott, baby. Bills all the way. Dude, he took a team from good to great. And I think that stands out more than taking these other teams from bad to good. Um, I think taking that next step is even harder. Um, and they, they, they were a borderline playoff team last year, right? The Bills, they, they made it in, was they it, made it, it division? They lost, division? In the, lost in the first round in Houston. Were they wild cards or were they division? Yeah, wild card. Yeah, now they're easily a top, top team. Very well could be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, Josh Allen is having a career season. He's probably in the second tier of uh, MVP candidates. Um, and I think that system is unbelievable and that all that all all could be related back to uh mcdermott or stefan diggs or Stephon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that too he's sensational 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 i would <laughs> say that this award is most up for grabs of anybody this week i don't i don't think it's going to be mcdermott though i think i think here's what can happen if tua leads the dolphins to victory over the bills it'll be flores yeah if if um Oh, I just lost my lost track of my coaches for a second. If Washington wins and makes the playoffs, it could be Rivera. And okay. if uh, there's one more scenario here, I who is the third candidate you said besides Stefan? Kevin Stefanski? Oh, Stefanski. The Browns. And there was okay, Stefanski, McDermott, and Flores. Yeah. Okay. okay. So yeah, I think, and, I, and then I think if neither happens, if the Dolphins lose and Washington loses. Then it's Stefanski from, from okay, because that team is so much improved from what they were last year. It all as an organization, they are so much improved from what they from where they were last year. And really, that's to do with the the offensive genius of Kevin Stefanski and the way that he has made that talented group that wasn't necessarily gelling finally work together. Because Cleveland, I think, surprised a lot of people this year. I think he's my second pick because they were six and ten last year. They haven't made the postseason since 2002, um, longest drought in the NFL. And he lost OBJ. He lost Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb for certain amounts of the season. Like, I mean, for them to pull through here and potentially win 11 games, it's pretty impressive. That is very impressive. Uh, yeah. But Flores, man, I, like I said, they haven't uh, won a playoff game or they've won one playoff game since Dan Marino. Like that's for him to pull together this season too, if they can make it somehow, beat division rivals in week 17. He could deserve it. Let me tell you this. Is there any love for Cliff Kingsbury in this category? Oh, <laughs> I think he's, I, I would give him the, uh, uh, the opposite of offensive coach or the offensive coach of the year. I would Least say like, moved. yeah, <laughs> I think he's single-handedly taking them out of the playoff race. <laughs> oh yeah. He's awful. He's awful. Um, he's, he's going to wind up on some like small college, team in a couple of years are gonna be like oh my god like cliff kingsbury is the the georgia state coach like how'd that happen man that's harsh that's harsh so you're thinking arizona's not going up anytime soon no i like them i and i think he's doing a decent job i just think that he's restricting kyler murray a little bit i hated like i i listen so i listen to the bill simmons podcast a lot and he loves kyler murray and i always i, I think about this when he says it's like kyler murray is such a great rusher i'm like why don't they they draw up more rushing plays for kyler murray like qb 
draws, read options, something on like third and three, third and four. Like they, they try to get cute and like run all these play actions or hand it off to Kenyon Drake and fourth and two. Like what, why are you not getting Kyler Murray out in space? It just seems like the, the biggest waste of a talent I've seen. Yeah. Like why is Josh Allen having a better rushing year down the stretch than Kyler Murray? That shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't be. Yeah, that should not Who's going to stop Kyler Murray? He's faster than everyone on the field. Like <laughs> I don't get it. He's so quick. I'm sure you guys witnessed it firsthand in the Big yeah, 12. Yeah, we did. Unfortunately. Sore subject. Tough, tough. Yeah. I'm a Texas fan by, um, by my heart, Michigan fan by trade. But um, all right. That's all the awards that are, are pretty close, I would say, that I thought were worthy of talking about. But I want to get Super Bowl predictions, too, before we're done, because this could be exciting. Let's hear it. Anyone? For Super Bowl? Yeah. All right, I'll start it off. A little hot take here. Tampa Bay Bills Super Bowl 2020 or 2021. Uh, it's gonna happen. I, I don't. I don't see anybody stopping the goat himself, Tom Brady, in in his way back to the Super Bowl, uh, except for last year. But um, and 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 Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. That offense is crazy. Uh, their defense is bad too. I think. I think it's gonna be those two meeting up in the Super Bowl, and I think Tom Brady's gonna take it. You got a score prediction? Um, 31-28. All right, just so we can cut this and bring it back when Tom Brady beats Josh Allen 31-28. And I'm calling it right now. All right, Jake, you got a pick? Yeah, I love the Bills. I think they go to the AFC Championship, but like I predicted earlier, I'll go with Kansas City with the MVP Mahomes on their roster down the stretch. I just think there's nobody I trust more in a situation where they're down by seven, down by 14 in the fourth quarter. I think Kansas City, it's not going to be easy. It hasn't been easy for them this season. They have not been dominant, but they've been just chugging along, taking care of business, haven't really had that letdown at all. There was a weird game in Vegas, but that was weeks ago. It feels like 2019. It feels like pre-COVID. And <laughs> Kansas City, I just think Kansas City and Buffalo are, are destined for a clash of titans in the AFC Championship. And I think they're going to be able to get it done. Uh, I, that's, yeah, confusing. The Titans, I don't think, are going to be able to get there. But the Bills <laughs> and the Chiefs will meet in the AFC Championship. The Chiefs advance. Now, the NFC is a complete mess. Every time there's a team that I think is going to surge up and become the favorite, it all kind of falls apart. I, I, want to, I would predict Green Bay to go, but it just seems like it never quite comes together for that Packers team. I don't know if they'd be able to hold down an offense like New Orleans is for the whole game. So I'm going to go with, New, with the New Orleans Saints to come out of the NFC. Every year I pick the Saints to win the NFC, and every year they disappoint me. This is going to be the year they're going to meet Kansas City in the Super Bowl, and they're going to lose badly. Kansas City, <laughs> Kansas City you know, wins the Super Bowl 38-17. to 17. It's because you playing? called it on unmasked. That's why they're going to they're gonna pull through this year. Who's taking snaps for New Orleans in the Super Bowl at that point? It's it's breeze. It's breeze. They never they never stray from breeze except on the goal line to go to Taysom Hill where they get stuffed on a key fourth and goal. You don't think Jameis Winston comes in and and just yeah. eats that W right uh right on the Super Bowl Sunday? I can what, see that. Wouldn't there. that be poetic? I just like that they're getting Michael Thomas back healthy though in the playoffs. I think he looked okay before they took him out. And I had him in fantasy and I was like, what he's fine, leave him in there. I mean, you're not Taysom Hill's not getting the ball anyway, but I think the fact that he's going to be back and healthy is going to bode really well for them. Uh, I think Kamara and Latavius Murray 
are the best one-two punch in the backfield in the NFL. And I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have some success in the play. I gotta give I gotta give props to Jake real quick. He, he's in my fantasy league and he took Michael Thomas in the first round and still was able to make it to the playoffs. That's that's, oh, that's he's the friend. Impressive. He's What's the up? friend. He's the friend who we yeah, referenced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mentioned that. Am, last uh, congrats. That's Thank pretty you. impressive. Uh, well, I I took a couple of years ago. I took Le'Veon Bell in the first round that year that he sat out because I had like an auto pick or something on, uh, and I had like the second pick and I just quit the league. I did not. <laughs> I, I was just like done. Uh, so that was impressive. You still make the playoffs. It's funny. The season was a comedy of errors for me in this league because first first round pick Michael Thomas, second round pick Miles Sanders, third round pick Joe Mixon. So you're looking at three busts, and wow. somehow somehow I made the playoffs despite dropping Justin Jefferson from my team after week two. Oh, tough. I mean, we had DK Metcalf and Allen Robinson carrying a huge part of our load, but. What a, com- what, what, a, what a cluster. What a comedy of errors for me in fantasy. It's horrible. DK Metcalf will do it. That's a, that was a steal. That was a huge steal. It wasn't enough to get us past the semis. Ah, shame. Um, well, before we conclude, just want to say my, my Super Bowl pick is the Packers over the Chiefs, uh, 31-27. I'm going to put Go that out there. Uh, I want to see MVP Aaron Rodgers bring it home. I just think if he ends his career and his only Super Bowl was in 2010, it's going to look pretty rough for that, uh, that career, but we'll see. Um, want to, want to end it with asking what your predictions are for the Alamo bowl tonight for your horns. Yeah. You know, I think, I think Texas is going to come into this game fired up. Tom Herman in bowl games is, is just a hammer in every sense of the word. Colorado has not played half the games that Texas has this season. Maybe they have played exactly half actually, now that I think of it. <laughs> But I think Texas is significantly better. They come out ready, and they win this game by 14. All right. I like it. Yeah. And if they You're, don't, the questions swirl and swirl and swirl for an entire offseason. Tom Herman's not going to deal with that. He's going to take care of business. Hope so. You know, eight years ago today, on the dot, tonight, I went to the Alamo Bowl. It was Texas versus uh, Oregon State. David Ash led a great comeback, beat Brandon oh, Cooks wow. in the Oregon State one of the beavers uh it was, it was a great album bowl everyone was very excited it was it was burnt orange on gross orange whatever <laughs> oregon state is good memories maybe they can do it again tonight all right well thank you so much jake for joining us um it's been a pleasure hope for your sake that washington football team um i guess doesn't win so they can just get rid of their team name is that what we're rooting for no we're rooting for the win we're rooting okay. for the win not for the we only though for the memes only <laughs> uh. All right, we're, well, we're, go, two, we're two years away. Yeah, go Eagles, uh, and and hopefully it's. I don't know, uh, that hurt Cowboys my ears. Fans. Hold on, hold on. What kind of Cowboys fan says go Eagles? Yeah, yeah it really hurt, hurt me to say that. Just... I can't believe I just said that. That's that's really hard. I, I think the Eagles are the biggest rival. Like I, I think that's the team I can't root for the most out of any NFC East team. For me, it's Dallas. <laughs> uh, I feel like for everyone, it's Dallas. Like Dallas is like the universally hated team. You yeah. know. But they're, they're doing Dak dirty. They need to re-sign him and pay him the big bucks, or they're going to regret it. Yeah, absolutely. It's true. It's true. Pay Dak. That's my last message. Pay Dak. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, man, for stopping by, and uh, hopefully we can catch up again soon. His parting absolutely. words. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Peace, Jake. We are back on Unmasked. Uh, it was a great interview with Jake. I think he 
He had a lot of good insights, although I, I do disagree about the Mahomes Rogers um um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought him on, Zach. Really nice guy. Yeah, um, we are going to transition into a fun new segment called Fatherly Figures, where uh, <laughs> I've brought my dad on here. For those who are on Spotify and can't hear this um, on YouTube, you can see his beautiful face here. You think we look alike at all? Um, and so, well, first, I, I want to ask you, you think Mahomes or Rogers deserves the MVP? I would give it to Rogers. I think he's done a lot more yeah. with less. Yeah, runs in the family. That's what Zach and I, I like that take. Um, all right. Well, we're here to talk NBA because my dad is a huge NBA fan, and I attribute a lot of my knowledge and passion for the NBA to uh, him being my dad. But one thing we found out in quarantine that is not so great with him is name recognition and memory. Uh, he one time forgot that Dirk's number was 41. So I, I take that as a personal insult, and I, I try to give him – nice trivia games each day so i hope dirk's not listening no i I, I think he would tell us that uh so what we're going to do here is a game where we're going to show you i believe it's eight it could be more i think i gave you some chances for redemption so it could be more but we're going to give you eight pictures of nba players and you just have to give me a last name probably not a first name probably last name but if you can the whole name uh, and you get six of eight right to pass and you're going to get a chance for three hints throughout the process and two phone of friends but your friend has to be adam because we don't trust adam to know the players either and so if adam knows the player by all means you get the point too so can i defend myself for just a minute though? yeah you know the problem is that they repeat numbers and different teams use the same numbers so right. the numbers kind of all mix together as you get older and you've got all this experience and the number 41 can represent different people, different teams, different times. And so it just makes it a little more challenging as you get more in your brain. My counter argument is Dirk played 21 straight seasons with the same number on the same team. Yeah, I got nothing for you. Okay. I shouldn't. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go first. So you get three hints and two lifelines, one of friends with Adam. First one, he's up right here. Who is this? That is... CJ McCollum. All right. And I have the benefit of just watching that game last night. <laughs> yeah, so we, it was perfect timing to see that. We wanted to start you out with a few layups here. Oh, so that was the easy That's one. a layup? Wow. <laughs> I see, I want to say that, that see, my first instinct was Ben Wallace, but, but these um, are all these but, are all present players. But that is a oh, so you didn't give me that clue. Sorry, I'll give you that now. They are all people – this is all this from this season, and I'll tell you if it's a picture from not this season. Wait, I think that guy uh, is a guard who um, who won he, – he's been hurt a lot. <laughs> and did he break in with Chicago? Yep. Is that oh, man. I'm not telling um, you, but yeah, yeah. Oh, what is his name? So yeah. <laughs> the tattoos don't give it away. Do you want – do you want any of your five <laughs> options? You get three clues and two phone-in atoms. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for telling me that up front so i won't blow that phone a friend um yeah give me a clue all right your clue is he's played for memphis right in college yes yeah i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you a two a two-part clue about his career he yeah. beat uta in their only appearance in yeah. in yeah, the ncaa no, I, tournament i knew that and and, he's he, been hurt a lot. and he won the mvp at the earliest age anyone has ever done so in the nba yeah I um I know if, if and his last name is a flower. That's my, my last mom's name. favorite flower. <laughs> oh, and his last name's a flower. 
Um, oh, Derek Rose. All right. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Nice. By the way, I want to shout out, want to shout out <laughs> my dad um, for going to UT Arlington. That's our, our favorite school. And Derek Rose did eliminate UT Arlington Mavericks wow. in their only March Madness appearance. So um, he, we're, we're all Mavericks at hearts over here. So I, I just want to. I think he also cost me a uh, NCAA tournament bracket. Really? Oh, man. How about this one? Dallas native. That's my, my Oh, hit. I do know this one. Marcus Smart. All right. We're three for three. <laughs> no clue. Neither. How about this one? This is not a picture from this season. He has since changed tough. teams. See, I think you underestimate me because that's Al Horford. <laughs> All right. We're four for four. You only need two more to pass. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> a friend of the podcast. Now, see, I only know a couple of bulls, so I am going to go with Zach Levine. We'll count nice. because I made that mistake. It's Zach Levine. Is it Levine? Yeah. Okay. My, you're impressing me. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah All right. How about this one? Zach's uh, neighbor. It's my neighbor. So I wasn't going to know him until I knew it was Zach's neighbor. I'm going to go with Buddy Heal. Yes, <laughs> there. There's a D. There's a D. There's a D. All right. His smile threw me for. How about this one? <laughs> also a Dallas native. Played on Austin oh, Evans' AAU team. Oh, so this. Hook him. Now, now, yeah, I we're giving you hints all over the I place. I may have actually seen him play in Austin, maybe not when we went. But, we um, saw Cameron Lee. But he's been he's been part of that uh, Pacers team for a few years. He's the big man. What is his? He was one of the earliest uh-huh. in a line in a um, system of Texas centers that went in the first round. All right, he well, started the train. I, I think I'm just going to cut right to the chase and phone Adam. <laughs> oh, oh no! That was not, not going to be. He plays for uh, Utah. Utah. Yeah, it was going to be. It was oh. a good guess. All right, it was a good guess. Um, but did Donovan Mitchell didn't go to UT? No, no. he went no. to. Louisville. All right, so d- you can have a guess because that was your. Um, you knew that wasn't right. Um, I, I can just. I can see him. You're four for four. You I'm can actually looking at it, but I can. You can afford not to get this. His name right there. How about one clue? All right, one clue. I've given a lot. Um, uh, uh, my today, I walked four of his first name. Uh, I was thinking something with that also. Well, I knew you. I know you didn't walk four kilometers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm gonna guess. Oh. Yeah, I almost said Miles Austin, but he's a receiver for the Cowboys. <laughs> Not anymore. And Miles Brand. No, Miles. Uh, Miles. Uh, Miles Turner. Turner. All right, you're four for five. How uh, about this one? I thought I've gotten more than four, but okay. You know this guy? He's on the Nuggets. That's a great observation. And um, I'll guess uh, Murray. No, this is Gary Harris. All right, uh, you need your last two. Point here. It. I, I, I didn't, I, it took me a minute to recognize that one. Right. I, I told you they get harder, okay? Yeah, They're only getting know. harder. What What gave me that away is that's Gary Harris. Maybe his number? And and it's him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know what Gary Harris is. How about this? Dunk contest champion. Oh, he's a dunk contest. He d- but, Several but, times. But that's not fair because nobody knows anybody from Orlando. You can't name a person <laughs> from Orlando. <laughs> you know I, I, is there they have a big guy but i don't think that's him uh the, he what's his number double zero yes you see it's that's kind of a coy picture because he's covering his number yeah but you should know him um he won the dunk competition by going through the legs jumping over the mascot on a hoverboard 
And what does, does he average like two points a game? No, he Zach. Wouldn't you argue that this is potentially their best player besides Vucevic? Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say he averages fifteen and oh, nine, okay. maybe. So is his last name Gordon? Okay. Yeah, you get it. Because all you needed was one name, Aaron Gordon. Aaron I'll give you Gordon. Gordon. I'll give you Gordon. Wow. All right, that's good. I'm impressing myself. All right, this one you're not gonna get. This is oh. his team last year. This is his team last year. He's bounced around. Your clue, I will give wait, you. Wait, a wait, clue. wait, wait, wait. Before the clue, can I guess George Hill? Wow. <laughs> because I remember him from the Spurs because the Spurs are my favorite team. I hate you. Yes. Spurs are not his favorite team. Do we uh, have any more? I think I have. So, so you got you got six out of eight. You passed. High five. All right. You did it. Oh, I was nice. gonna. I had some redemption. I, think I knew a few people in the crowd. <laughs> okay. I had a few redemption. Oh, I guess not. Um. So that uh that wraps up our our little test there. I'm actually. I'm actually very impressed with you because I didn't think you were going to be able to get George Hill. I thought you were going to struggle with Al Horford. I think sometimes I need pictures. Maybe that's right. it. As yeah. you get older, it's like you go back to picture books and then, yeah. you know, that just it helps. Just not for Gary. <laughs> not for Gary Harris. No, Gary Harris is a nobody. He Don't may be him. out of Denver soon. <laughs> no. um, my, so my redemption for you is going to be all you have to do to pass, even if you had gotten two out of eight right, I was going to say just pronounce Giannis's last name correctly. Oh, no. I call him the Greek freak. The Greek freak, yeah. <laughs> you have Adam. Adam, can you pronounce Giannis's last name? Gina Naputu. Very close. Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. What about Bams? Mm, anything? Yeah, Bam uh, Abreu. Not very close. <laughs> Zach. Zach got that wrong too. Yeah. It's okay. All right. Well, do you wanna you wanna stay on for our today in history real quick sure. while we just finish this? I will be glad to. All right, you can offer your. That was a that was great. There is no that way was... my dad would have done nearly as well. <laughs> I'm I'm a lot more impressed than I thought I was gonna be on some of those. All right. Well, maybe I'll get a second appearance. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can do some well, more father. If you want to do, um, maybe next time do the G League. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would be a little tough. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't even talk about they're trying to make a, a global in a, a G League bubble in Orlando. Would oh, you really? would you ever go to that? If they if they paid you and they said quarantine at Disney World so you can watch G League games all day, would you do that? I don't think so. No, I don't <laughs> anyway. All right. So today in history, 1973, you're four. Um, yes. the Dolphins <laughs> the Dolphins win the AFC championship uh, on December 30th. They keep their perfect season alive. Uh, and then they win the Super Bowl two weeks later. So I want to ask you, I know we talked about it with Jake, how far you think the Dolphins can go, if they can even make the playoffs, because we know it's a little sticky. Who, who are they playing this week? The Bills. Yeah, I don't think they're making the playoffs this, this year. I mean, I think the Bills are going to beat them, and I think they're going to be the one, the odd man out. Yeah, I could see that. If you, if you had to pick Tua or Fitz to start in a playoff game? I would take Fitz. I yeah. go with the veterans. I agree. Definitely the safer option. Yeah, so we all decided on. All right, 2018, Pat Mahomes becomes the second QB ever to throw for 5,050 in terms of like 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. So he probably could have gotten to 5,000 again this year, but he's not. They're starting Chad Henney, go blue, this weekend. So do, do you think the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? I know you already said that your, your hot take is that the Bills um, no, play not against the Patriots. Bills. Not the Bills. I, I think the – Or play against – yeah, but you, you have the Bills going to the – Yeah, I, I have but, to some more hot takes. <laughs> but is that your, like, actual prediction, or is that just your, your – uh, No, I think, I think, I think Buffalo is looking pretty hot. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if it happens. All right. 
Well, I think the Chiefs make it and lose to Rodgers. Um, Pat Mahomes has a great season, though. All right, birthdays. This is probably the best slate of birthdays that we've ever had because we've had some busts the last couple of weeks. We've been scraping with Zach Britton, et cetera. Um, LeBron turns 36 today on wow. December 30th. He, wow. I want to ask you, four rings, four MVPs, 16-time All-Star, 16-time All-NBA. He was the assist leader last year. He's quietly the eighth all-time in assists, uh, 13th all-time in steals. He's just like, he's probably going to pass Carl Malone next year. Do you think he's the best of all time? The greatest wow, player? Would you put him a whole episode on this, right? I know, but just uh, a quick answer. It's I'm really torn. I would say, I'd say one more championship from him kind of settles it for me, personally. I think he could get that. I think it'd be this year, honestly. I think this year could be the year. Um, he could get six. I mean, Davis isn't going to get six. I don't even think it's much. I mean, I guess it's still a conversation because Jordan never lost in the championship, but um, I I don't know. I just think this man has got like, I I don't know a championship without LeBron James with the exception of what last year, like when he was, when he was hurt um, in LA, but um, before Davis, but uh, he's just, he's, he's going to done. And I I would say as of right now, I'm still on the Michael Jordan train, but I think, I think, I think LeBron has it in him to, to claim that title. I think Michael Jordan was the best, but he couldn't keep the focus. You know, he had to keep leaving, coming back. And I, I, having seen both of them in their prime, there is not a better 36-year-old that has ever played the game than LeBron James. I mean, in, in his condition after watching him last night. So I don't think his script is over. And so I think by the end of LeBron's career, I mean, he could have three or four more and if he's going to keep putting up 30 points a game at in his late 30s I mean he's going to blow Michael Jordan away by the time his career is over and you saw Wilt Chamberlain a bunch of times (laughs) Wilt was man (laughs) I think you went partying with Wilt right you go way back you you partied with Wilt and now you party with I I was kind of his practice partner yeah I think you may be the only person ever who partied with Wilt and then partied with Dwayne Haskins 40 years later. Um, All right. So Sandy Koufax turns 85 today, seven-time All-Star, four-time World Series winner, three Cy Youngs, three Triple Crowns, four no-hitters. But I think above all, I think we can all agree here, not playing on Yom Kippur. What a Jewish role model. He's just... Hall of Famer and world-class in all respects. Cannot believe he's still alive. I looked at that many times and tried to decide. He's 85 years old today. Happy birthday, Sandy. Birthday. Um, really big birthday. And then Tiger Woods is 45 today. Wow. We got a lot of, a lot of goats. Uh, I know. So that's my other question. Is he a goat for you? Because he's 15 majors. Um, his 15 majors put him second behind Jack Nicklaus. Um, I want your opinion because I don't know more, enough about golf. I know – my dad loves golf. So yeah, I'd like to hear your dad's opinion as well. Yeah. Like wow. he's the only one to have held all four major titles at once, but yet he doesn't have the, the lead on majors as a whole. I think golf is one of those that's really hard to compare like across generations. And there was not the competition that there was back when Nicholas and um, Trevino and Arnold Palmer played. So I would definitely say Tiger Woods is the greatest person I've ever seen and the competition is off the charts and he continued to do it week in and week out and he had this aura about him where people were just intimidated about with him if he was anywhere close to the leaderboard on that last day and so I uh I would definitely put him as a goat yeah I mean I'll take your word for it yeah I think he's definitely up there 
Um, well, happy 45th. And then Carson Wentz is 28 today. Um, probably not going to be a starter next season, which is pretty sad. Uh, what do you think about him going to the Colts? I was thinking about that. Frank Reich is the Colts coach, and he was the offensive coordinator the year that Wentz had that MVP season cut short with the injury. Um, I, I feel like Philip Rivers is the long-term answer there. I think I, – I don't know if Carson Wentz is either. I just don't think he's the same player ever since that injury. Um, my roommate's from Philadelphia, and I hear him complaining about him every week. Yeah, um, and I, I just too. don't know – I don't know if how – I don't know if he should be a starter in, in the league. He, I mean, he had the most turnovers this year, right? Yeah, um, he's, he was just horrible. A lot of fumbles. Right. I mean, I just – I don't think he's the same player he was. It's just so weird how that happened, though, because what was the injury was a leg injury, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's like, how do you just lose it like that? Could be coaching. I mean, he's that Frank Wright could have been the answer for him. And now ever since he went to Indy, he's been I mean, last year, he wasn't Carson Wentz wasn't great either. So that's why they took Jalen Hurts in the second round. So I don't know. I just think that Philip Rivers being so expensive in a one year deal, maybe they um, they choose to bring him in. But, yeah, that could be the end for him. Um, remember when Carson Wentz versus Dak was a debate and yeah. it was like, people were saying, Oh, Carson gets the weapons, you know, he's right there, but I don't think anyone was saying that. Um, all right. Then also happy birthday to Michael Eric Reed, who played Sinjin on victorious, probably one of my favorite TV characters of all time. He's 28. And then Ellie Goulding, she's 34, like Ellie, the singer, Ellie Goulding, like oh, she's yeah. 34 years old. I, that's what, like huh. that's, she's two years younger than LeBron. Um, okay. That's all the birthdays. That was a pretty eventful birthday. Uh, and then want to get some fan mail going to, um, wrap us up here. So this is from Brody trip dub for life at gmail.com. Uh, in Lil Dickie's Russell Westbrook on a farm. He gives the <laughs> metaphor of his career as Russell Westbrook playing basketball on a farm where he's doing it for the love of the game. It's like, he's isolated on his own world. Jordan and Zach. Do you think Brody will have an otherworldly stat season again this year in Washington? And will he be an all-star? Interesting question, Brody Tripped Up. What do you think? It's a great question. I mean, I drafted uh, Russell Westbrook second round of my fantasy basketball league, and he's a fantasy monster. Um, uh, said that a couple times today, but uh, he's, he's great. Uh, he, I think he's sitting every back-to-back game or something. Uh, something really like that. Yeah, it's not. Gonna I work. know he like they just he just didn't play like like the last back back game. So that's like a consistent thing. I, I don't know if he's gonna be an all star, even though he puts up the stats, putting up triple doubles every game. Um, but if they're not good, he's not gonna make. If it. they're not like, good and he and he's not playing back to backs, I don't see why he'd be an all star. He doesn't. I mean, I mean Bradley Beal put up thirty last year and was not an all star because the Wizards right. weren't good enough. Right. So I don't think two all stars in. Exactly, I, I would agree. So I don't think Westbrook. Even, I, I yeah, I don't really see it unless unless they start playing well, which is possible. He could put up a lot of stats. I just don't think he's going to be an all-star. You don't think Washington's going to be good with Beal and West? I do. I think they could be an eight seed, but I don't think an eight seed gets into all-stars. I just think that's, especially in the East where there wasn't a lot of guard movement. Like a lot of the players who were all-stars last year returning, you have Kyrie coming back. You have Durant who's going to take a spot now. Like, I feel like he's on that periphery like area where yeah. like if somebody gets hurt or something, he'll be in that, he'll get a spot. Yeah. But I definitely don't see him as being like a for sure all-star by any means is trey young's gonna make it kemba i mean if kemba doesn't make it then that could open up a spot but yeah i mean Kyrie and trey like there's only so many point guards that you can give it to in the east and markel fultz the way he's <laughs> i'm just kidding I don't know but, uh, <laughs> yeah save a spot for Dejounte murray out west though for sure yeah that's, that's a lot well he's been putting up some good stats yeah um 
All right. Well, that does it for our 20th episode. This is episode 20. Isn't wow. that, that's pretty impressive. Um, right. awesome. We we're happy to have Jake Herman, um, my father, the MVP of the 1985 Martin JV basketball team. <laughs> uh, just a lot of great All guests right. today. Uh, really proud of you for your effort on on that segment. And uh, yeah, we, we're, we're happy great. to be back. Yeah. So. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year, Zach, Adam. Take care if I don't see you before then. And uh, yeah, see you on the other side in 2021 when hopefully we have a whole fresh start to the year. Absolutely. Much needed. All right. See you guys. Peace. (laughs) 